welcome to No Budget Dreams. I'm Kelsey Nicole. A no budget dream is that perfect pitch for the project that you would create if money and intellectual property were no object. I have this conversation with my friends and I decided to build a podcast around it. So this is a little bit of a different format than our previous episodes have been because I did a live recording with some folks from Ladies Night, which is a monthly meeting that I attend. If you're in the Chicago area, it is at the Graham Crackers Comics in the Loop, uh, right over there on Madison and Michigan. And we decided to have a little bit of a topic this time and kind of just discuss just to make it easier for people to prepare. And so Ladies Night is a collection of female, female identifying and non-binary folks to have a safe space to come and talk about comics. And um, occasionally it turns into a little bit of all things nerdy, but it is a great thing to check out. So if you're in the area and you want to join us, we meet on the first Wednesday of every month at the Graham Crackers Comics in the Loop. And it's from 6 to 8. So it's right after work if you're downtown working and want to stop by. Or if you're picking up your comics that day and want to come in and say hello. uh, Please join us. We're open to all female, female presenting and uh, non-binary folks who want to come in and have a safe space to talk about comics. So that being said, we'll go ahead and get into it. Um, I won't identify the ladies by name here, but I will identify them by name in the show notes. So uh, please enjoy the ladies of ladies night having a conversation with me. Uh, The topic is if you could gender swap any character or character type, uh, what who would you gender swap and what story would you tell with that character? So again, uh, welcome aboard to No Budget Dreams. Okay, when you are ready, you can go. Okay, cool. So my idea for a sort of character story narrative that I would like to see gender bent is a lone female wanderer. And let me intro this a little bit. Uh, so like both Anni- Annihilation and Prometheus, um, Annihilation the book, not the movie, Uh, sort of end with women becoming detached from the community that they came in with. Like, they no longer have the life they once lived, their husbands are dead or unrecognizable, they have nothing to lose and nothing to go back to, and they just kind of journey onwards into the great unknown. And, like, these characters are, as far as we know, now completely unbeholden to anyone. They're free agents, and I love that. The thing is, those stories end with the start of that journey. Um, and so kind of what I want is like Samurai Jack with a female protagonist. Um, and like maybe the more familiar reference point is like a female Mad Max, but I really like the like loony kitchen sink absurdism of Samurai Jack. Like there's talking dogs, there's demons, there's like evil machines, there's like all of these different cultures and time periods that are just like all thrown together. And like Samurai Jack just kind of like wanders through each one solves the problem and then wanders out again and so like I really want this for a female character and specifically I want it to be in a toner and like I already mentioned Mad Max and she kind of is that atoning female protagonist but she doesn't wander she goes 
through her arc, there's a place that she wants to go to, and then when she realizes it doesn't exist anymore, she goes back to the other place. And it's like, this very clearly is, there's something she does not have anymore, so she can't go back to it, and she has no place in mind that she's going to. Um, and then, like, very specifically, it has to be an atoner, like, there's something wrong that she did, that she is now moving forward, trying to fix um, because I feel like woman female characters aren't really allowed um, to do fucked up things. Like, they aren't even really allowed to do bad things to defend their families. And families is presumably one of the only values we're supposed to have. But, like, if you think about Skylar White, even being bad is kind of, like, subordinated uh, to deference to our husbands. So it's like, fuck that. Not interested. Um, she is, she has been bad. And, like, my, like, I really, really love characters who were, like, lackeys or right-hand man to the villains and then realize that this is all wrong and they have to, like, leave that and fix everything evil that they've done. Um, also because just, like, I saw this really great tweet the other day that was, like, when you're coming up with your protagonist's backstory, you'll get a lot more mileage out of the fucked up things they've done than the fucked up things that were done to them. And I love that. I think that is yeah. so interesting. I think that makes a character way more interesting because it gives them an internal struggle of their own. And that, the plot, never ends. Um, and I think that tweet is by someone named Jose Molina, if you want to look that up later. Um, nice. Come in with sources and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... My ideal situation for this atoning female wanderer slash warrior is a 10-episode limited miniseries for AMC. You start the story, you go through each episode, you fucking end it. That's the end of the story. There is no sequel. There is no whatever. And it's also very important to me that she's alone throughout this whole thing. Like, she will meet people. Maybe there are some recurring characters, but she never, like, gets a little squad together. Like, doesn't happen. She is... 100% her own character by herself. Maybe there are some people from her past that she thinks about, but they're no longer involved in her story. They might be part of it, but they're no longer an active part of it. Um, and I just think this would be really cool. Um, just because, like, we, ne like, we never really see that. Uh, like, I already said Furiosa, who isn't a toner. There is another character I know of who is a wanderer from an anime called Guardian of the Sacred Spirit. She's a wandering spear woman, and she is atoning for violence, but it's not violence she's done. She is atoning for the violence someone else has done for her. And even that is, like, it's not even hers. Like, she can't even own that. And it's, like, it needs to be something she owns entirely and is working entirely on her own to undo whatever that means over the course of the story. Um, and my last thing is that, like, I know I mentioned Samurai Jack, and, like, tonally... This is not an adult fairy tale. Like, Guillermo del Toro is on the right track, but it's a little too whimsical, and so this should be more like a slightly weirder Mad Max, because I feel like it's a little more organic in its, like, post-collapse world um, environmental storytelling, and I love that. Okay, and that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah.
Cool. So like, so your overall gender swap then is like that that Mad Max Samurai Jack character that yeah. kind of enters a space and is atoning for something. And yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's neat. And I like that you're very specific about, I want it to be a limited miniseries on this channel, and I don't want anything after that. I don't yeah. want, like, I don't need a spinoff. I don't need a second season. I just I'm want this limited moment. invested in stories that start, have a middle, and then they end. No, like, I agree. And, like, the limited, mini, like, each episode could be, like, maybe you spend two or three episodes in a weird little commune, and then you spend the next two or three episodes, like wandering through the ruins of a city and it's like like it's it's one complete story and maybe there's some stuff compartmentalized within it but very clearly start middle end it doesn't need to drag on like i don't need it to last five seasons in a movie i don't need comic spinoff it's just something like like you know there was a show that i really really enjoyed last year that was 10 episodes on amc and it was perfect because the writers did not feel beholden to leave anyone alive uh, right. like they just ended it everyone had a complete arc they didn't have to come up with anything for season two like it was complete like that was it it was extremely satisfying and it was extremely well done um and so that's just my extremely hot take on how to write a tv show um, I think that's a great take on how to write a TV show, yeah. though, too. I, feel, I agree that I feel like there's too much of that need for more, and I think that's just kind of a general, a general problem of yeah. just you can't just let it stand as its own. Like everything has to become a franchise. Yeah, it's like I don't need it to be a franchise. Maybe I just needed that one movie because God, there are some that you should have just left alone and been yeah. like, we just had that one that one moment in time, and we didn't need to go back to it. Yeah, we didn't exactly. need to try to make it better next time or like add on to it in any way. We could have just left it breathe. Yeah, and sort of like the fact that like I'm also you don't have to raise your hand <laughs> now um, that she's had her. <laughs> yeah, now that I've gone crazy, you can just um, talk now. <laughs> no, but I just feel like a big part with that, like what you're talking about with like it's got to be more and it's got to be a lot is like I feel like streaming culture has put pressure on that a lot because everybody wants like 50 hour long episodes to watch right now or like that's what they think it has to be immersive and it's like like, people are are focusing less on quality and more on quantity yeah to an extent i don't want to say that about everything because there's some great stuff but especially with i mean i feel like walking dead is a really great example where like the first few seasons that were really amazing and engaging and like now it's fallen off in a huge way where like the comic hasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like creating for the medium too like tv shows are not really successful in these epically long runs they weren't like we may think of it nostalgically when we're like all 37 seasons of cheers were gold like no they weren't (laughs) yeah but I, i think if you're conditioned to appreciate that like if you watch a lot of british television then yeah, one to two seasons makes sense. Yeah. And oh. even when you get to the third, you're like, I don't know, they should have quit. Yeah. Right. And or, also, my continued harping on like this character alone is like, that's going to limit the storytelling because you don't have to solve someone else's character arc. It's going to be her character yes. arc. And when that ends, however it may end, then that's it's when over. the story and ends. It's done. Yeah, and it's like, we don't need to like explore the in-depth tragic backstory of so-and-so. It's just... Yeah, we don't need to tie up a bunch of other people's loose ends. We don't need to see how it ends for Steve. You know, we can just call it done. That was, it's just my generic name. I'm not saying specifically any, it was just, Steve is always my generic name. 
Um, yeah, I was going to say, you can either be conditioned by British television, or you can be conditioned because all of your favorite shows get canceled. <laughs> oh, yeah. First right. Seasons. Yeah. Uh, it's like, one or the other. Yeah. Like Brian Fuller. <laughs> yeah. No, that is exactly, because I'm a huge Brian Fuller fan, and Wonderfalls shape me in a way. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, if you're used to having, like watching weird stuff that probably won't get picked up for multiple seasons you kind of learn to appreciate endings yeah because yeah. then they can end it on their own terms <laughs> yeah and uh, the reason i chose amc specifically is because i know that they're very if you think it's, if you think about something like into the badlands mad men um halt and catch fire mm-hmm. Like, they're all very strongly detail-oriented shows, yeah. and they care a lot about the worlds that they are building. I mean, um, even Creature. Yeah, yeah Creature does that. Uh, they're, they're, they also have The, the Walking beginning Dead, of Walking I'm Dead. Like, <laughs> I watched, like, one season of Walking Dead. I was like, I hate zombies. And I was, like, eating, like, pasta with ragu in one of his... <laughs> I was like, I regret this. It's also that, like, supernatural effect, though, too, right? Because Supernatural started off really good, and it got to a point where it clearly could have ended, but because they kept making money off of it, and they kept getting new fans every season and new people that they could keep selling stuff to Hot Topic, Mm -hmm. that, like, they just have kept it going, and now it's to the point that we're all like, it's finally ending? For real this time? Are you sure? Okay, all the cast knows. They're saying so, too. Okay, cool. You're freeing these poor boys that have spent their entire lives doing these same roles. Supernatural is older (laughs) than some people I know. Right. And it's like, oh boy. I have a question. Does anybody here like regularly watch Supernatural? No. I am going back now because I watched it in its heyday and then I fell off about season nine, ten. And then I was like, Well, it's ending. I kinda wanna watch the last season just to say goodbye to this thing. Like it was never a huge yeah. part of my life, but I did enjoy it and it was something I looked forward to watching every week. Um so I, I do I'm like now going back and I'm in the middle of season eleven and it's not good. I, I, I realized <laughs> that Jensen Eccles would have been a really good Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Red Hood in my head, so oh, he'll always yeah. be. My, my question, though, is was <laughs> were the Gilmore Girls still on air when Supernatural yes. started? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. so Sam was named, or Dean was named Sam. Yeah. <laughs> How can It was a weird crossover. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, I think there is room in the world for a lone female wanderer. So I have a question. Yes. Because a lot of times that trope usually has like one big, one big arch nemesis that they pair off against. Yeah. Do you think that that's necessary in your show? I I want it just because I like I love Samurai Jack and I love like Aku has this overarching evil malevolent presence everywhere and Samurai Jack is literally just one guy like just like trying to help out where he can and I like that and like you like I said I love like used to be a villain and is no longer a villain and is trying to atone for that kind of villainy and it's like if that adds another level to the story if like she has her arch nemesis and she used to work for the arch nemesis and now she's kind of a little bit on the run from that um while trying to undo the evil work she has done for the for the arch nemesis so if gamora had her own movie (laughs) i love gamora yes no spoilers um, but no, no, I mean, but we know, even if you haven't seen Endgame, you know what the general consensus well, is of, like, 
her character story is that she started out as working for Thanos and ends up not wanting to work and destroy Thanos. Yeah, Without any information from Endgame whatsoever. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so it's like, I love Gamora. I would love that, like, a Gamora standalone movie. And, like, I don't care about the other Guardians. Like, it would just be Gamora, like, fucking around in outer space doing stuff to, like, undo... Thanos' bullshittery or whatever it was he was doing. Um, runs into Nebula now and then. Yeah, like runs into Nebula every now and then. That would be Chef Kiss for your listeners. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it works. Um, but yeah. It's also fun to just say Chef Kiss, though, too, yeah. because yeah. then you, everyone knows what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, yeah, Gamora is like the perfect starting point for this character. Like, yeah. it was in, once in League with Evil and is now wholesale rejecting it putting it behind her let's find a way to move forward let's find some answers about who we are on our own out here in this wilderness yeah heart um, eye emoji yeah, yeah. yeah big heart eye emoji would it be um, a, an actual physical villain like a thanos or would it be the a, more of a concept like it is with black widow in the mcu where she is atoning for sins that she has committed and she is trying to make it less make herself a better person than she used to be or is it a little six both? of one half dozen of the other okay yeah yeah like 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 i love stories about like 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 uh like finn in star wars like was a stormtrooper now he's not a stormtrooper and it's like i wish there were a little bit more about like him trying to break free of the empire of the first order's influence because the his break feels very clean like he's like fuck it i'm out of here and then he's out but we should talk later about how much finn was cut out of those movies because of kathleen uh Uh, kathleen kennedy being racist um but yeah and it's like i love more like what did i do like what is going on what is the struggle like have you more have you recently watched xena no because i did and i just realized that that's what she was Be still, my beating heart. No, like, because the whole thing is, she started as a warlord. Okay. And then she's, like, going back in town, and, like, she's trying to right her wrongs. But unfortunately, she has Gabrielle next to her. Which, I mean, while while I love, don't hate me, internet, I do love them together. But I also, like, if you watch from the beginning, Gabrielle was very annoying. Oh, I've never liked Gabrielle. It's fine if you want them to be lesbians. I just thought she was super annoying the whole time. Do you think she's time. like but the scrappy dude of Xena? She is the scrappy dude of Xena. She's scrappy dude of Xena. <laughs> it's really funny. But, um, but it's interesting because I... I on, the maybe only I don't even gender bend anything. Maybe no, 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 no. That, but that's not true at all because the whole thing is that was written by a, a group of guys. Right. Mm, it was okay. written as a spinoff of Hercules by the same people that, that wrote did Evil that wrote Hercules, and they also did Evil Dead, and unfortunately, they also did uh, Spider Man Three. They did. They were okay with Spider Man One and Two, but they also did Spider Man Three. Mm, <laughs> talk about atoning for your sins, right? Somebody <laughs> needs to atone for. And and if I'm, yeah. So, but it would be really maybe I'll interesting. have to revisit Xena. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's it, maybe. some things age better than others. Okay. Um, and I wrote, I, I, I still wrote a love Xena ten so page much. paper in one night about the Helen of Troy episode of Xena in college. Oh. So I have a lot of. I need to go back and rewatch Xena. Yeah, I think it would inspire. I think it would reawaken me as a person. Honestly, I mean, probably. Yeah. And but what I'm saying is like, because your idea isn't 
incorrect and it's not been done before because it's never been done justice because also mm. another whole thing is they did have Xena with Gabrielle mm-hmm. they and then they had Jockter or Joxer the Mighty countryside but it's one of those things where they they couldn't have Xena alone they had to add a plucky sidekick. Mm, yeah, I'm not really into yeah, not so, into the plucky sidekick yeah. thing. I'm very like Mad Max travels alone. Samurai Jack for the most part travels alone. They run into allies and they run into enemies and these characters may or may not reoccur, but like in the end they enter the story alone and they exit the story alone. And yeah. that to me feels like very key here. Yeah. Well, and we have a lot of examples of that too of this like the lone man standing alone against the world. Yeah. We don't have many of those with women or any of those with women Mm -hmm. because women always need a sidekick or a love interest or someone who comes in and pulls them, pulls them in a different direction from their, their goal, end goal. Yeah. And it's like, mm -mm. I want her to be a completely free agent, um, to any, to like completely free from anyone except herself, which is like the human struggle. If you could Um, give her one, um, good trait and one bad trait what would her oh damn let's see i think i had some notes on her character sorry if that's too specific no that's fine. No, that's, that's fine. a great that's fine. i was that's, like ooh, great question <laughs> um because you also don't because um i guess joss whedon is making another show with um similar going there with another character similar to his other characters and we so all just love. the same character he keeps using over and over and over yeah again. okay um, um, but it's one of those things where it it's interesting thinking about like, well, okay, what do I want their flaws to be, and then what do I want them to? Yeah. Let's see. I ha- I wrote down a technical pacifist and also a tank. So it's like she fights when she needs to fight and not a moment before. But when she gets going, it's incredibly hard to stop her. Um, I also had. Um, what else did I have? She's kind of like Spike in Cowboy Bebop. She doesn't really carry a weapon, but she can make a weapon out of anything. Like, she's resourceful and she's crafty. She can MacGyver it. Exactly. <laughs> she can just, like, I feel like, you know, if she used to be, like, the arch nemesis lieutenant or something, she's probably very smart and resourceful and, like, she's has a seen a lot. master builder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's, like, seen a lot of shit. She's done a lot of shit. Um... I don't see a strong need for her to be a nice person, but she should be an empathetic person, because if she's trying to, like, undo all of the bad that she's done, she needs to start from some moral position. Um, Here's a question. Yes. Is she going to be like every other strong person and be a drinker? I don't know. Just because I find that that's also, like, a trait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, like, for some reason, you could never have... Edgy characters... Who feel bad about stuff? They drink. They drink, mm-hmm. or they have like a drug habit, and nah. like sometimes. You, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just wondering. I mean, she's also like trying to live, right? And if you're wandering through some wilderness, it's probably a bad idea if you get super hungover. And I also gave her a motorcycle in my notes, and she's just trying to like jet from one place to another, but she's too hungover to like get off, her, get on her bike and ride. Like, mm-hmm. can't, can't, can't waste your energy on a hangover. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Yeah, so by maybe the way, she's sort of like a monkish type. She's she's a in this in this what is it? An aesthetic, like the like the old Greek use of the word. Like yeah, very, yeah, like that. Um, 
And I should also say that I don't care if they drink or not. I just, <laughs> I just but noticed I think that it that's a trope. That's saying, but it, it is a right, trope. It is a trope, but it's very easy to be like, this character feels bad, like an old war veteran at the bar, like pounding him back. And it's like... Or look at this badass woman. She can drink like yeah. a man. Well, that's yeah. like 95% yeah. of the characterization in, Jeff- in Jessica Jones, right? Like that wasn't super in the source material, but in the TV show it was like, and she's an alcoholic and she's always got a bottle of whiskey. And it's like... Yeah. Did she I don't need even it like though? Whiskey. Like, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, I would also say that maybe she's a little shy. Like, I mean, if she 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 feels no attachments, and maybe one of her big flaws is that she feels like she doesn't deserve to have those attachments, which is a lit- large part of her continually being alone. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like thinking to do about it, character-wise. I mostly just fleshed out the world and like what I want for the character as a female character but not really what I want for the character as a character. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I mean, yeah. You are much more organized than I am. <laughs> I, like, walked out of the last meeting and I was like, oh my god. Um, She's been preparing for the entire month. Seriously. Um, okay, I will, I I will cede the floor. I feel like I've talked for a lot about this idea. No, it's okay. Um, it's a good idea. Oh, thank you. It is a good idea. I, I appreciate could, that. And I, I appreciate you going first. Oh, thank um, I could keep going, but I won't. I, I, I won't do it. <laughs> All right. I have so many thoughts. Another time. Yeah. We can we can revisit mm-hmm. on a separate episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's next? That's my no budget dream. I'll go next. All right. Hi. <laughs> so I was I had a few ideas, and some were like more interesting than others. So I'll I'll list the ones that didn't make it. One was Time Traveler's Wife. Uh, just because I really like that book and I like romance and I mm-hmm. think it would be cool if it was the time traveler's wife was a wife mm-hmm. especially because the con- in that book one of the whole things is not being able to control that power and I wouldn't like to see how that would happen but I, I couldn't really think through it that much also uh, Chew okay. would be interesting I don't know that Chew is oh, yeah, a comic book it's very fun. Oh, it's right there on the shelf. It is. Yeah. It's, in a, it's about a detective who, whenever he eats something, he can know the history. Hmm. Oh. Um, and it causes a lot of problems, but also because he's a detective, his bosses will be like, hey, eat this toenail. Tell me about the history of this person. Oh, so, so it's like it's a gross funny. version of iZombie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one was Hannibal Lecter. And if it, she was like Hannah Lecter. But when I decided to, and then also Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. But what I decided to go into is a show that I know that you said that some things should just die. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in that a lot. But I also really love the I Dream of Genie theme song. And I kind of, I'm a sucker for like old magical realism sitcoms, Bewitched, we don't really need to touch because Samantha's great. I Dream of Genie, though. I think that it would, we can st- we should keep Jeannie, change her character, and also make Tony Nelson, Major Tony Nelson, a lady. And the thing is, this comes into all different types of weirdness, because how do we cast? I'm thinking some random unknown for Jeannie. And then also, if anybody has ever watched Dirk Gently's Holistics Detective Agency, I really loved... Um, the actress who I forgot her character's name, but the actress is named um, 
Oh, I, I'll get her in. Um, Jada, Jada Shetty? Jada Shet? But she's beautiful and tall, and she can, like, work with a world where weird things are happening and reacting to them. But I was thinking, okay, so what would I want to do with I Dream of Jeannie? Like, would it be a movie? Would it be a show? I don't want it to be, like, a 14-episode sitcom. Or, I mean, I don't want it to be, like, a 14-season sitcom. Mm-hmm. Part of me was thinking of doing something similar to The Good Place with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should last that long. So I'm thinking, like, a mini-series as well. And, um... So what I was thinking is, what if Jeannie, when we find her after Major Nelson has <coughs> fallen from space, and she finds a bottle that finds it, what if Jeannie's first entrance is her screaming at people that we don't even know? Because it turns out that she was arguing with the Jeannie committee, and they decided to cur- make all of her wishes slightly cursed because she was stirring up too much trouble and maybe Jeannie is a little bit more revolutionary and wanted to make wishes that interfered with other wishes such as the reason why patriarchy happens it doesn't have to (laughs) quite be that but it would also be a it would also be a way to like prevent it from going too quickly into why don't we just fix the world Mm -hmm. well because the genie I don't know what to call it I think we can figure out a better name than the genie committee like the generation like (laughs) 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 generation hex oh my god Um, but I, I just like the idea I've always liked the idea of like kind of seeing a genie as a customer service job and I've, I've done my own, like, alternate world where there is a character that, like, takes a day job as a genie. But I like the idea of not only pairing this being that seemingly has all this power and needing a vessel to use it, but with somebody who is empathetic and a woman mm-hmm. and, perf- and a woman of color so that they're not just, like, taking advantage because when, if anybody has seen an episode of the original I Dream of Jeannie it's not good <laughs> like it's literally this blonde woman throwing herself at this in- uninterested man and neither of them are good people and just causing chaos and I like the idea of it kind of starting off from the beginning as like two kindred spirits especially like being a woman of color in the military and being a genie who is by reasons we don't know maybe we can also explore how she became a genie and the birth of genies because maybe it is just like you sign a contract and it's like a job um and I just think it would be fun um maybe eventually she gets her powers unhexed and we do end it with like a wonderful world in which some people aren't president and like like, some problems are taken care of but solve global warming yeah maybe maybe the earth isn't boiling like that would be great but i feel like that has to be like an end episode and in order to make conflict in the middle of it i don't want it to just be i don't want it to just be like 
romance and hijinks. I don't want Jeannie to be incompetent. I want her to be like restricted by thounds that she didn't put herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even, yeah, and I want her to kind of be rebellious. Also, not a fr- not against them falling in love in the end, but I don't... Yeah, everything about the original I Dream of Jeannie show was like icky, except for the except for I still like genies. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and the theme song is banging. So <laughs> So <laughs> we can dissect that <laughs> and discuss. But yeah, like also I don't think we should waste a good theme song. That's really the bottom of it. So fair. Yeah. I definitely dressed up as genie in like fourth You're grade. Everybody dressed up as Jeannie in fourth grade. I, I wanted those shoes. I just wanted, like, curly shoes. We, and, like, Aladdin had just come out. So it was, like... Yeah. And we all wanted her apart. And we all wanted to live inside her bottle. hmm Even if it wasn't pink. Like, we wanted that room in our color. Yeah. I think I've only seen one episode. And it was, like, one where she was, like, inside a vacuum cleaner. And, like, followed yes. Tony around for a while. And he I don't even remember. Like, I just remember it being in black and white and her being inside a vacuum cleaner and following him around. But tell us more about Major Antonia Nelson. What's what's her deal? What's up? Oh, I'm thinking that she definitely, like, also came from an area where she was, like, trying to prove herself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I also chose, like, that actress, because I... So, Dirk Gently's Holistic um, Detective Agency. I'm gonna look her up. I enjoyed that show a lot, even though Max Landis... I'm rage fisting internet. Uh, um, but she, like, her character is very much, like, def- is very much, like, bound by honor and duty and, like, trying to live up to expectations. And I don't, and I kind of just want to see that character again, but I want to see her do more with it. Um, I also really like the idea of, like, Jeannie discovering punk. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Especially Oh Bondage Up Yours by X-Ray Specs, that song. Um, with Antonia Nelson, I also think that, like, it's... She's dedicated her entire life to, like, becoming an astronaut. So, it would be nice to have Jeannie come and show her fun, but as a, like, friendly way or eventually romantic way, not as a, like, I'm going to shake up your life with hijinks. <laughs> right. As a genuine, like, hey, I, you should wish for something, like going to a concert, and then we'll try to make it fun. And maybe she doesn't even realize that her uh, wishes are cursed until, like, like because there's there's been two, like, levels of gins in the world. There's the benevolent gin, which we have with, like, Aladdin. Um, but there's also just, like, the monkey paw version of wishes. Mm-hmm. So, maybe in the beginning, Antonia and finds Jeannie on the island, and she and they're like, "Hey, I can if you wish, I can get us a flight out of here." So they do, and then it turns out that it's like Spirit Airlines. Spirit <laughs> Airlines. I was gonna say I was gonna Air. say her ex flying the helicopter. Frontier. Oh man! Like I it, love that. Like. I kind I kind of like that though. I like the whole like they don't know their wishes are cursed, and she's like trying to do this great. She's like trying to help out 
Major Antonia Nelson. I just named her Antonia, sorry. Yeah. Um, but it's well, like you know, Antonia. Yeah. yeah, that would be the Tony, female Tony. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's like she's just getting increasingly frustrated with with Jeannie, and it's like literally, what the fuck is going on? None of your wishes work, and then they sort of like unravel that there's like a mystery that they can solve together, yeah, and that brings them closer together, and yeah. they figure it out, yeah, and they kiss because that's the other mystery they solved. <laughs> yeah, um, like and that, that's the thing. It's like I'm totally down with them kissing at the end. I'm also down with just like seeing people be friends, especially I when, love like, strong platonic friendships. Yeah, and those they're are just gals being pals. No, but really, like yes, they want to kiss. Um. <laughs> but it also works on the level of it, like not even necessarily that it has to be cursed either. It could also be just that magic has a price. So it's like yeah. most things also will tell you, yeah, you can make that wish, but it's going to affect something else further down the line, or something an, make an effect that you don't necessarily realize. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what her conflict is: is like I want to grant wishes for people to make their lives better. I don't want them to also have that at a price. Yeah, you know. And I think the idea of giving her more agency and making her a person rather than just like a, a woman who's subservient to a man yeah and like that was the entire thing it's just a male fantasy that's there's no other yeah there's she has no character development whatsoever other than being a blonde with tits who serves a man mm-hmm. and yet we all dressed up as her right well it's because you know she was but you know that was the thing it was the the patriarchy meant meant like not to get too like uh yeah. but like it is it's very much an established patriarchy like you know imposing an ideal on people for so long that we just look at that and go this is fine you know and I like her clothes right she looks yeah. cute and she's pretty and she's non she's non-confrontational and she's yeah. you know and I like the idea of Jeannie being like silly but also just like very much like no I know that somehow I can fix all this but for some reason it's not letting me. yeah I think it would be a really interesting dynamic and maybe this is like taking it too far away from you know the original plot there's nothing in the original there's no I, plot <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to keep don't even worry I think it would be interesting to even take it to a point where maybe at, like even just the beginning like uh, like Major Tony not knowing about the wishes like mm-hmm. so just like that would be an interesting story arc to have kind of some innocuous like oh like I wish it was Friday you know and like something yeah. like that where it's yeah. like and then with the like curse wishes or like just the consequences like so Tony is like getting upset like what this is cool but like then why is this happening like that would be a really interesting dynamic to kind of build on their relationship it's like there's a joke about a guy finding a genie and he like <coughs> makes his first couple of wishes and then he's like I'm gonna think about the third one and he's like driving down the street in the ca- in his car and starts singing along with the Oscar Mayer I wish I was an Oscar Mayer Wiener song yeah. and then he turns into an Oscar Mayer Wiener because it's just he didn't he just said I wish and then followed by something yeah. and it was just okay <laughs> And it's one of those things where I also think that it's really important that Antonia, and also Tony, like, the one thing that I think should stay is that Antonia should stay as a straight foil mm. to the the energy that Jeannie brings. Well, and I think it's, being an astronaut in 2019 is a completely different thing than being an astronaut in 1965. So I think that, like, that dynamic also changes because she can be a competent straight foil in the fact that she is an intelligent, well-educated, like, mm-hmm. very high-ranking Air Force officer of some kind that has worked her way to a specific position because the guys in the, in the 50s and 60s were just like, eh, you survived the test. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, so his only criteria was just, like, handsome douchebag. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that isn't necessarily 
the need anymore of yeah. like this unattainable handsome douchebag guy it's now it's just it's a i've worked very hard for where i've gotten i am educated i am a high-ranking officer in the air force like so she has a reason to be a kind of stuffy and and sort of you know serious foil character because yeah. she has Although in defense of the astronauts <laughs> they were largely very good people no they were i'm like, just saying that character in that specific right movie yeah. he in that specific show he was a douchebag yeah. oh yeah, yeah. i'm not saying yeah. all astronauts in general are also, it was also they just kind of you? threw you at the wall to astronauts. see if you stuck also we can totally get rid of the creepy best friend yeah. No, the creepy best friend was the worst. That. Yeah. She could have, like, a cool best friend yeah. who isn't a creep and is just nice to be around. Yeah. And, like, yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where, of all of the things getting remade, why are they remaking the good stuff and making it worse? Why not remake <laughs> the bad stuff and make, and make it, it better? better? One can only hope. Like, we can dream of Jeannie. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, there is there was a an I Dream of Genie slot machine for a while, and every time you rolled, it would go, "Yes, master," and it sounded like she was orgasming, and I was just like, "I can't," like I would play that game just because I was figuring out that I'm gay, so it was like, "Oh, this makes me feel a little good when I do it." Have you played the Playboy pinball? Because it's intentionally gross, but also hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing. I don't... That... I mean, I really don't want her to be called Master. That's... Really I was having gross. a very like, interesting... What's her rank? Yeah. yeah. You call her by her rank instead oh, yeah. of Master. Sir, such and such. Yeah. yeah. Colonel, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. No. Yes, Captain. Because that could also even be a conversation that they have. Because her yeah. being like, I don't want you... To, no, don't call me Master. That's weird and uncomfortable for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, that is not a, a kosher conversation what just call me by my rank if you have yeah, to call no, me something no. other than my name yeah i think the trickiest no, thing for this honestly would be like figuring out a way to do to make genie on like to do justice to genie and not yeah. just make her a fetish mm. it, would, it would be interesting to take the opportunity to explore like talking in pop culture about consent and like not necessarily like kink relationships or bdsm relationships but just that power dynamic even in a queer relationship even in a platonic relationship like being able to discuss those boundaries and that power relationship would be really interesting yeah it would be for a cool sure. opportunity yeah. for that like, it would yeah. be a fantastic opportunity um, for that i was having a discussion with a friend the other day they're they're planning a story she's planning a story and she was like i really want my character to do this but i don't want it to have this effect on like the character is a prince he's like i don't want to have this effect on his nation and she's like trying to figure it out before she writes the story and it's like this is your moral quandary right now make it the character's moral quandary like if you're having that problem and you like what are the consent issues here what are the power dynamics here between a, a genie and her person like have them talk it out mm-hmm. a genie um, and her employer her employer yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and it's like to what you said like no don't call me master call me by my rank or whatever like that's the starting point of that conversation. right yeah well and also it would be interesting to this because i don't think genie in the original show ever like gains freedom Mm-mm. i think it's just oh like, that's fucked she just up. marries him She's still her. Yeah. Also, too, you have the really ripe ground of having conversations about servitude in the military. Yeah. And, like, following orders and, like, sort of making 
the astronaut really question, you know, oh, well, I'm criticizing you for serving me and not feeling comfortable that way, but in the same way, I've moved up the ranks by continuing to serve mm-hmm. and, and mm. listen to orders. So you yeah. get a real identity crisis situation there. That's fascinating. Yeah. And, like, that's articulating something that I felt, but I didn't say. I couldn't say. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who'd be really sad to not be here for that part of the conversation. <laughs> Who's not here tonight? Oh, I don't want to say Oh, oh Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Caitlin. They're here in spirit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's a... That well, was my thought. <laughs> and I think that helps, too, wanting to give Jeannie a backstory and have it open with her, like, having come from a fight with somebody and now she's being called to service. And it's just kind of... I'm in this situation now. It's like, oh, great. Somebody opened my bottle and I was in the middle of this conversation and finding out about other genies rather than just having, like, the evil twin sister that's brunette instead of blonde. Like... Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, how does Major Antonia Nelson get her hands on genie's bottle? Uh, I think we can stick with the original story of just, like, her uh, ejecting from a spaceship that is exploding and ending up on, like, this remote dirt island oh this is way better backstory than i was expecting <laughs> yeah. yeah no like that's the, the, I, because i had to look it up when i thought of this i was like mm-hmm. how does it start yeah it's just like crap it's like I a crash like, or an explosion yeah, i was i was sequence in the beginning yeah, of the yeah. show um i was thinking yeah. like oh yeah like you're in an antique shop and then you just pick it up and oh it's yours but no the, that's way better yeah i love and, that and the whole thing is like I also, I also, so the actress that they've chosen, um, her background is uh, Ethiopian and South American, I believe. But I like the idea of, um, because in the original, I guess, Jeannie speaking some Arabic and mm-hmm. Major Tom's first wish is, I wish I could understand you. But I like the idea of, like, maybe they can understand, the like, if it's, if they're speaking, like, no Babelfish. Yeah. No Babelfish wish. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe do a Babelfish wish afterwards, but in the beginning, just like broken conversation. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, are you speaking that language? Okay, I know a little bit, but. Right. Well, yeah. and especially, again, going back to the difference between the military now and the military then, or like the astronauts then and the astronauts now, she probably has some sort of language training. Yeah. She's like, I know a little bit of that from where I was stationed, but I can only ask you these certain questions. Yeah, I can only do yes or no questions. Right. And only very simple ones. Gee, I sure wish I had a linguist here with me. <laughs> yeah. But Enter. Unwanted her character. Her right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Or just like, pops up. I was in a meeting. What's going on? <laughs> How did I get to your house? Why are we here? <laughs> I, and it's one I was of the like, things. Oh, they both show up on a desert island, and right. it's like, what the f? I also just lo- always love the dynamic of the scientist and the magic. Yeah. Like ah, the Mulder and Sculler. Yeah. Classic. So, like nice. on the one hand, she wants to know why, but on the other hand, she's like, I, I, no. <laughs> like, on the other hand, it might break my brain. <laughs> yeah. Quantum? No. <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah? Can I go next after her? Sure. Okay. Because I've been... Is that podcast we had to record? Yep. It can hear you, so. All right, Ruby. Hi, my name is Ruby. 
Braffer, aka Super Ruby, because I've been a Superman fan for way for too long. Because my mom's favorite Superman is George Reed. She liked Gene Hammond as Lex Luthor. Because I already write all the Superman college of knowledge with different cryptons from comics to films and TVs with non Superboy. And I wrote it down to Supergirl in 2015 till next year. And the Superboy on popular show 1988 to 1992 is will not get new as Superman. And the fans are Superman 1952 to 58. Smallville, two, two, Smallville 2001 to 2011. It was the highest longest. And Lewis and Clark 93 to 97. These are the collectible. This is Superman plush dolls. I had a lot of Superman toys in my house and my poster. And the favorite Superman artists, I like Dan Judgers, Alice Ross, and and Jeff, and more. And these are the wonderful paintings I did Superman classic for past. 23 years. It's not easy to be Superman. Christopher Reeve was the best Superman from 1978 to 1987. They should have put Bizarro on Superman 4 instead of Nuclear Man. And Superman 3, they should have put Brainiac, but they did. <laughs> it was ESO kinds. They did a bad job. Because I've been working so hard come to Superman Celebration for almost seven and a half years. Because I already donated my class Superman paint artwork to Metropolis Chambers. My mom always told me, do, do, do not give your good books away. That's why I give it to my friends. I like the flash sometimes. Superman just turned 80 last year. He just turned 81. I tried to be like Joey Baton from NSYNC. I met Dean Kane. I met Gerard Christopher. And a guy played from Superman, from Supergirl, Tyler Hitch. And met McCool. I met the late Michael Killer. I met late Noel Neal. I met Jeff East from Young Clark Kent from Superman films. Since I never met Harry Cavill either, he's not playing no more Superman no more. After the first three, from the Man Steel, Batman for Superman, and Justice League, from Superman the movie to Superman 4, Christopher Reeve had did four Superman films, because I never did out his red trousers at all. And they put different Kratonians from the early 50s to Fencher Superman to the Superman movie, without Lewis and Clark, Smallville, and the Man of Steel. And did you saw the new Krypton? Mm, no, I haven't uh, seen it. <clears throat> yeah, they're supposed to air for the second season, but they didn't. I used to grow up watch Superman 1988 
CPS, I used to watch those. They only lasted for 13 episodes. But they only unpopular Superboy season one to season four, but they will not get near as the late Christopher Reeve. Because I never got a chance to meet Christopher Reeve before he had a horse accident. I only met Michael Killer, Matt Cool, and Jeff East. It's not easy. I would dream become Superboy, but I could. It's not real. It's just special effects. I wish I could be Superboy, but I'm just a girl. There's your gender bend story. That's your gender bend story, is you as Superboy. That's what we're talking about. Supergirl be confused because I have a worse or bad experience at the nightclub in Richard Mother's long time ago because I never went back to Richard Mother's ever again. Yeah. Because my former friend DJ Matt used to dress up Superman. When my mom was alive since she passed, I don't go over there anymore. Well, that's fair. So is there a story you'd want to tell about a gender-bent Superboy? Before he became older Superman, the knowledge... They should have put Metropolis University instead of Suster University in St. Pedro, Florida. They could have put Metropolis. It would have been better instead. Mm-hmm. Bill actually matter. And the problem is, they should have put Brainiac on Superman 3 instead of late Richard Pryor. Like the Superman 2, 3 criminal from Phantom Show, Superman 2, General Sod versus Superman, Superman versus General Sod on the Man of Steel, and Supergirl. Okay. I will go as a Superman fan, but don't if, just keep your Superman classic. It's very, very important. I will go as a Superman fan, but don't end up in a bad situation like I did, and I'm still disability as well. Okay. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Who's next? You don't want to share? Well, okay, so I guess (laughs) the only thing, I I, got to admit, I I didn't really, like, sit down and and write anything down. Y'all are super prepared. No. That's okay, I never Um, write anything down. (laughs) So, I love writing shit down. <laughs> I'm. I, I would have to say, because uh, I, I was trying to go for like you know some of my favorite uh, franchises, and I would have to say that I would love less of like a Jessica Jones and more of like a rogue like badass mm-hmm. reporter, like you know a Spider Jerusalem or Hunter S. Thompson. Like I'm a huge fan of that like guerrilla journalism, like that whole scene of oh like my God. the 80s and Female 90s like that Gonzo would be journalist. that would be so badass to me I would love that so so much so I, I don't have any like character That's specs fine. or anything but I just think it would be so cool to especially like I, I don't know if you guys have read Transmetropolitan mm-hmm. but you know the futuristic like weird like crazy drugs and like all that like insane criminals and like i just think that would be really really badass to just have like some creepy chick, as like, a lady yes yeah yeah love it still keep the shape head. yeah of yeah. course but yeah i'm into, I think that'd be I'm into that also yeah especially like 
writing from areas that from different perspectives and like yeah because that was you know kind of what like both of those individuals things was was like giving a voice to people who uh, are like in the underbelly of the world like in the underbelly of you know whatever city they were in or wherever and i just think that would be so awesome to kind of go in and just be so cool. <laughs> would you want it to be like a sci-fi world or like a yeah. fantasy world no definitely sci-fi i'm definitely more sci-fi oriented so like robots and aliens and like i'm here for all that cd spacecraft death sticks <laughs> yes <laughs> all of that <laughs> creepy alien bars like would they have a would they have an alias as their writing name or would they like so nobody knew who they were like a gossip girl situation or nah, like, I feel like they would be out and loud, like, out and proud, like, definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, maybe I shouldn't have said Gossip Girl, but, but you know what I mean. No, no, like, I feel, yeah, I definitely understand. Yeah, I, no, I think all out, like, this is who I am and this is what's going on and, like, fuck you if you're not cool with I it. I love that, that's risky, yeah. that creates enemies for this story. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. And so that's kind of how the character I would want, like, I would want the character to be would be, like, this just dangerous badass, like, just, like, no apologies, like, not bending to anyone, like, exposing the bullshit, like, hell yeah. Would they be their own photographer? Would they have photography? I, I Or would know. they have a, uh, A plucky brand. sidekick photographer that yeah. that would be cool like hangs a, out with a them. dorky little like nerd boy to yeah. follow them around like they have a little their, like, puppy boy a little Peter, Peter Parker, Parker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, will, yes. will, this, will, this, will this be uh, uh, a Penny Parker <laughs> yes or will it be like an animal <laughs> friend that would, that be, would cool. be like <laughs> Take a pictures. cyborg I love yes, it robot friend yeah. A little alien fly. Flying yeah, around. or an alien, yeah. An alien who doesn't know how to take pictures. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all of the pictures are, like, the angle, like, here. <laughs> it's all selfies. They're selfies. <laughs> I thought it was turned around, boss. Or I would I would love the dynamic of, like, uh, not necessarily against her will, but, like, in Headlopper, like, Agatha. Like, he's carrying around her around in the bag, and she's just talking shit to him the whole time. Like, that would be kind of a fun dynamic. Yes. I like it. Yeah. I dig it. Shaved head, gutsy, gonzo journalist in a sci-fi world. If, yes. like, Tank Girl was a journalist. Yes. Yeah, it's just like it, the intellectuals, Tank Girl. Yeah. <laughs> tank, tank Girl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I dig it. The, <laughs> the college professor Tank Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to, like, lock herself in a room with a typewriter and, like, a six, you know, like, carton of cigarettes and then, like, the whiskey and just be like, gotta write the story, but then just, like, getting progressively higher on drugs. You said said a carton of cigarettes, and for some reason, when you started doing this, my mind went to barrel of cocaine. Oh, my God. (laughs) That, too, if we're doing gonzo journalism. (laughs) And I don't know why that specific phrase came into my head. Just a barrel of cocaine. Just like Just covering the table person. Scarface style. Yeah. Just like type like loves to use a typewriter and is like sitting there typewriting and then just, just like, snoo- like Yeah, just sticks her face in a pile. But it but just it's comes like up space. covered in cocaine. So every time that oh they Oh my like, god, she's so edgy. Every time the like puff goes down then it's a different color. Right? Yeah. Johnny Depp is ready to play the role. <laughs> Johnny Depp is cr- 
that's my, somewhere Johnny Depp cast is me. Say that, but like now, it, like you say Johnny Depp, but now my mind just went instantly to Margot Robbie. No, like journalist. That would be awesome. She's such. A, I'm so but, sad. Or that just in Suicide Squad because she's such a great actress. She's so good in it, though. She is. And honestly, I feel like she's the only it. thing that makes that movie watchable. I, I just recently finally broke down and watched it. Like. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed Suicide Squad, but that's because it, I didn't think it was trying to be anything other than it was. Um, a movie, right? It was just a. It was just a, a movie having a good time being a movie about superheroes that are super villains. Um, but that's another conversation. I, time. So okay, so we got Johnny Depp wants the role. Margot Robbie deserves the role. Uh-huh. I also thought Juliette Lewis. Yeah, I could see that. Juliet but like, Lewis. where I was I gonna go, these I was gonna go with take the quintessential Johnny Depp style role, but we're were gender bending it and then cast Amber Heard <laughs> <laughs> just to be like fuck you. Yeah. I kind of had in my mind like oh, an I like older, Lewis. like an older badass, like a Jessica Lang or something. Oh. Like a, yeah, like a, a mature woman. Like she's Judy Dench. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Why the hell not? Or um, or we could. Did anybody ever watch, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains? Mm-hmm. It's it's Laura Dern and um, Diane Lane, and they play like fifteen year olds in a band that like tour. Anyway, but like they're like a punk band, and so it's funny because Diane Lane now is just like known for being polished and being with mm-hmm. Josh Brolin, and it would be funny to see her punk again. But I think I Laura Dern would be great. Josh Brolin. I thought she was right. I mean, I don't think you tell me. No, maybe you're still the one together. who just dropped this gossip on the table. Wait, maybe not anymore. Or like the Banger Sisters. Did you ever see that with Susan Sarandon and uh, Goldie oh, Hawn? Just like oh. that. They're like Goldie Hawn is just like this messy, like, like elderly punk girl, and like <laughs> she's just still living that punk life. I can uh, see that. Sigourney Weaver. Ooh, yeah. I love it. I love I like her. That. Um, I I'm gonna stick with my Juliet Lewis, just because I feel like that's. What I'm she into that. To do. I think anybody on the table is a good choice, so I'm down with that. Uh, this is baby. This is baby Diane Lane. Nice for the viewers at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we can... I'll post it on the Instagram. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But it it's. It's one of those movies that, like, when you watch it, you're like, a lot of things make sense. But actually watching it, it's, like, only, like, a B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Like, one of those movies that's better to reference than to watch. Well, interesting. Yeah. But I really like the idea of a gonzo journalist. Also, would she have, like... Well, if she did have, like, a cyborg companion... She, Companion, and also, why wouldn't the nerdy boy also be a cyborg? Maybe it's a nerdy cyborg that wants to be a real boy. Yeah, oh. a Pinocchio, <laughs> a, pi- a cyborg Pinocchio. <laughs> I have, I have to be pedantic. <laughs> a cyborg is part human, part robot, and android is all oh, robot. Sorry. That's fair. No, that is, that's an actual. You're right. Sorry. It <laughs> stops at an hour. The true now. feeling comes out. Would uh, I really don't? People are um, like, "Oh, I love robots," and I was like, "I don't care about out. robots." We missed nothing. <sighs> when the um, 
would the journalist have like video logs or would it be purely writing or would she have okay take so voice notes i feel like in so what i'm mostly basing this off of is transbet because it's my favorite comic so in transmetropolitan he has these glasses like the iconic <laughs> like red and blue yeah. rectangle circle glasses and those like record everything that's happening and like it's like a, his personal assistant like pa like that sort of thing so i definitely would some cool gadget like that like something where low-key she could just like press her belt buckle and like it's recording or poisoning somebody or something crazy like that like a sonic screwdriver but for journalists yes Mm -hmm. would this be like multiple series or would it be one big story that's uncovered so i like I like a like office esque storyline mm-hmm. where it's it goes for a while and there's an overarching storyline, but also each episode or like incarnation of it has like a little individual storyline. I really okay. like that method of making mm-hmm. a show. So I, I, so I would something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe like a good like five seasons, like something pretty hearty. Five seasons and a movie. More. Yeah, I mean you know, <laughs> so you already know. <laughs> yeah, why not? But Fair enough. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, because I feel like I feel like. Oh my god, I'm trying to imagine this as like an office esque sitcom. <laughs> and you just have like a little sidekick staring dead eyed at the camera. Like, what is going the gym on? One. I feel yeah. like it would turn more into Party Down. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, especially because Party Down is like the office, but if they're catering, mm. and I definitely see like just hanging out with some scummy people like in a catering job because mm-hmm. like in between the jobs needing a job yeah because like, yeah. they're all like it's specifically catering in la so it's like we're caterers but also we're trying to be something else outside of this mm, so this isn't yeah. important to us it's just how i'm paying rent this month so yeah does she have an editor or is she totally independent journalist like does, um, does she work for like a magazine or a newspaper? Or I she feel just like she would work. Her own, does like, she work she for SciFiMike.com? <laughs> she would work for Skynet. a publication of some sort, but it would be like definitely a tumultuous relationship. Like, okay. I want this article this way. It's like, no, fuck you. I'm gonna do it this way. Like that that sort of like back and forth. But she's too good to get rid of. Yeah, that's definitely when we do the office cutaways. So like, yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's got a J. Jonah Jameson who really just wants pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> And, like, um, a, an intern is just looking, being like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I just like him, or I just tell him what he wants, or I just tell her what she wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Last, oh, but not least. Are you not, are you not sharing Oh, I yours? never share, because I don't, I'm, oh, I'm the okay. host. Okay. Well, um, I might throw one in just at the end, <laughs> just as like a, this is what mine is, but like also in the interest of time. Got it. It's got only it. if there's time. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hope that I don't take up the rest of the time. No, it's, if you do, that's fine. Mine is not fleshed out at all either. It was more something I like to see more of inspired by a property. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about how, when I, when we talked about this initially, I was trying to think of a comic book story or character that would be gender bent, but I was like, comics do that so much now, mm-hmm. and it's like so many characters that are created out of the need for like keeping mm-hmm. the license that it yeah. felt kind of cheap, and I also just I'm less excited about that now because of that. <laughs> so then I started thinking about film and television that I would love to see a gender bent 
version of. And the thing that came to mind for me was the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. And this is because I... I (laughs) No, you're fine. The enthusiasm. You you can react to things. (laughs) I'm such a casual. And also that was... I feel like that was an okay react. (coughs) So, um, these are films with Simon Pegg and um, Nick Frost. And they're directed by... um, What's his face? Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Fired from Ant-Man. Edgar Wright. You know, that's Mm -hmm. his most famous thing. So anyway, uh, I really love those movies. And the thing that I would find interesting about seeing... And not necessarily gender-bent things, because I don't like the idea of, like, let's just completely redo this, but gender-bent. Like, the reason that I would like to see something similar is because their relationship, the way that male relationships are portrayed it's great but also like you don't get to see like the kind of slacker fuck up best friends like one of them who's kind of succeeding and the other one that's kind of holding him back yeah like you don't see that dynamic in in movies or stories with women very often um and i know there are examples out there like i i know that like in the world of of pop culture those things do exist but just especially, too, like, in each of those films, it's not the same dynamic. Right. There's always, like, a, um, a give and take. But even, like, um, especially when you get to the third film, The World's End, mm-hmm. where it's, like, a much larger group and friend group instead of, of two individuals. I related mm-hmm. a lot to that because I was like, oh, yeah, like, my friends from high school that I'm still friends with. But when we get together, it's like nobody's quite where they want to be. Right. <laughs> or quite happy with what they have. And that's so relatable. But I think that you see those stories with men so frequently because women are expected to just, like, get get on with it and be happy with what they have. And, mm. like, they have to be the house organizer when they're married. But these men get to be, like, unhappily married and off with their friends and having a, a fun time. The but feminine also mystique. Yeah. Yeah. The having it all. But, no, it's... <laughs> so that's... That's what I was sort of inspired by, but I don't have specific plots in mind or casting. It was That's literally good. just, I like these relationships and the way that they're portrayed. And I think, you know, instead of having these sort of perfect, like, we really rely on each other. It's like, yeah, but there are, like, struggles with those friendships, especially adult women, when you have a friend for a really long time. Mm-hmm. It changes. Yeah, no, I get yeah. that. I think normally when that dynamic occurs it's like the movie ghost world and it's usually portrayed as like a drama well it's usually portrayed as youth too and not adults that have been friends for a decade or more have you seen the movie bachelorette with kirsten dunst yes that i'm getting that vibe like it's definitely that vibe it's not exactly what you're looking for but it is that kind of sense of girls who have been friends for a very long time getting back together none of them are really happy with their lives but they're also don't like where each other are either and like kind of just getting to that like well it also bugs me that you're this person (laughs) like right but without that jealousy I think it would be more interesting well also too not having it be around matrimony right like so many of these films of like women coming together oh yeah like as adults yeah right like oh my god one of us is getting married we'll fix Mm -hmm. it and make the wedding gay yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. But everything is fixed by just making it gay. Like the, the true. men get to also have this like genre bending adventure. Right. It's mm, not just yeah. about the relationship or like you know it's not completely an internal 
uh, journey, which I think is what a lot of screenwriters default for women. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it came up a lot when we were having our conversation about, like, well, well, who's the villain? Or, like, what's the outward force? And, like, it could be zombies. Like, I'm okay with that, where that's the backdrop for talking about their relationship. But you just don't get those sort of, like, genre adventures. You don't get either one of those things in, in the same package very often. Right. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. No, that's a really good point about it all being centered around weddings, or they're all centered around, like, teenage girls. Or a guy cheated on you, so we're gonna go and make you feel better. Or they're all just so young. Like, like Sister yeah. of the Traveling Pants is like, we're all going off to college, and it's like, yeah. you're babies, like... I, I was going to say the first thing like when I like oh, the first thing that popped in my head and I'm really sad that it just ended was Broad City because then yeah. you know like mid to late 20s like going into adulthood like you know one doesn't want to get married one can't hold down a relationship and it's just kind of that like you know am I going to go to grad school like what's going on and they're kind of still trying to figure it out as adult woman so that definitely yeah was what popped into my head when you said that and they're like raunchy and goofy and like codependent but like also good for each other sometimes and like there's that that really cool dynamic that i appreciate about yeah i want to see them as cops (laughs) (laughs) that would be a really weird mashup (laughs) or one of them trying to like get a promotion and the other one just being like come get stoned even though that sounds like an episode (laughs) right um but like seeing it as a bigger movie and maybe like what if they oh, yeah. did? Would you want this as a movie, or would you want it as like a twelve episodes on Netflix kind of a deal? I would like these as films. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a Netflix. Oh, I only have a Comcast Xfinity. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just having it as a film too would sort of challenge the creator to to Tell actually your story. Portray, well, yeah, portray yeah. a relationship in two hours. Like people want to develop. I think, especially, like, women in relationships, it's, like, you know, it has to be Sex in the City. Like, you have to have seven mm-hmm. seasons and two terrible movies. And, right. you know, them having brunch 85 times a year is a relationship. And it's, like, Who has well, that... Listen, who just... Just being an adult... I don't have that much time for brunch. Like, no. how do you have that much time Rich people. for brunch? <laughs> but even, like, you can't, if you're a high-powered attorney like Miranda's supposed to be, how do you have time to, like, step away for brunch 30, every it's day? Just, it's, from, like short, like, it's like shorthand, though, for, mm-hmm. for building actual relationships right, and having, yeah. like, actual, like, get-togethers that are outside of that. And they did. I mean, I'm not trying to, like... At the time, it was still better than what right. we had. The most unrealistic, this is a tangent, but the most unrealistic thing to me about any TV show is people hanging out for breakfast before school or before work. Mm. I have never had energy before breakfast, before work. It's literally me dying in my, like, diving out of bed. Oh, no, diving's not the word. Falling out of bed, tumbling into the shower, blearly making my way on the bus, and then, like... Maybe waking up at around 11 a.m. Yeah. Like, after two so shots the, of espresso. So the idea that, that there's I speak all, these, experience. all these, like, TV shows where people just hang out in the morning... They're called sporty people. Like, mm, yeah. I swear. <laughs> there are also people that went to the gym at 5 a.m. Yeah. They're not our kind of people. They just have so much energy, you know? But do they have anything to talk about? Yeah, CrossFit. With other sporty people. But, so, I really do like this idea, especially because, um, I don't think, I think there's also, like, a lot of 
pressure for women to cut off relationships with other women if they're not ideal. Ooh, yeah, like that idea of like, you know, hashtag self-care of like... Cut toxic relationships. Yeah, yeah. They're they're just a bad, they're not toxic, they're just a bad friend. Like, (laughs) Or what if they're just like, don't have their shit together, but it's not necessarily affecting you in a way... I don't know. Like, I think all of us sort of have relationships that are imperfect and friends that, especially we've been friends with a long time, that, like you said, you get together and you're like, why are you with that guy? Like, really, we all have to hear about that, what that idiot said, and you've been married to him for 10 years? Like, you don't stop being their friend because they made a terrible marriage choice. Like, she'll be on Snapped someday, and I'm talking about somebody in specific here, but I love her. Yeah. Well, and also, I think I think another thing is the, the usually whenever we've seen that story, the unreliable friend is the one that's a party girl, the one that's living mm. life to the fullest. It's not the like lazy friend. Like, it's always the one that's, like, begging them to come out way too late. Not the one that's, like, flaking on your birthday because they just want to, like, not leave their cocoon. (laughs) Yeah. Or that they just, they slept through it because they just don't get out of bed ever. Yeah. There's always, like, it's always, like, the bad, the, the friend that is flaky always has this extremely high level of energy and this extreme crash down as opposed to just this. Someone who's a total drag. Yeah. I would love to see that story, actually. Um, I got another question, and I don't buy brunch like that. I only buy lunch and dinner because I'm trying to control my health issues. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything you'd like to add for your part? Because I I know we've got limited time. Um, I can just throw one in there. So I just um have this one that I kind of play with, and I just think it would be really funny to see a Batman scenario where Batman is still Batman but all of his children are daughters <laughs> and it's just Bruce and he's got this army of little girls that he's trained to just be exactly the same as the male versions of them just their girls and like so they have the same kind of character flaws and they still get the same kind of character growth and the same kind of character issues and it's just like they're still the same messy people that they are they're just women female and they have right and they still have that same like and they they also have layered onto that just how that would be different for them if they were a girl like Mm. and how you know how much differently bruce would treat them too if they were girls but he also respects them as powerful strong women that can do their own thing and also just like the daddy issue dynamics completely different right exactly and what does it say about him having like a brood of growing women as his... You get the Professor X style. Yeah. But it also is just... And it's it's the same level of, like, respecting them, but it also might be just a little bit different because he's maybe got a little bit more care in those relationships Mm -hmm. than he does with the boys because he wants... You know, to there's that little urge of that need that he tries to like. No, I don't need to protect them, but I want to because they're my daughters. Mm. You know, and that little bit of like the dad thing of like you treat your son way different than you treat your daughter without meaning to. And I just think that that would be really interesting. And all girl bat fam, all girl bat fam, except Bruce. Yes. Oh my God. Well, what about Selena? What does what 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 what's Selena doing here? I don't give a shit. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine, Feel fine, free to fine, throw in Selena whatever. anywhere you want. I have no interest in her whatsoever. <laughs> I 
think you Kevin can make Bages Selena a man if like you that. want to. Um, I don't care. I don't like her. So <laughs> I will say, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I haven't mentioned it in this conversation, but um, because bring, I'm going to mention Poison Ivy as a man because I feel like the ability to. Or maybe, no, never mind. This is a different topic. I was just going to point out that I feel like whenever pheromones are a power, it's usually a woman and it's usually for evil. And I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so I apologize. But yes, all female Bat Fam would be fantastic. Is, would Terry so McGinnis? Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. Would Barbara be a boy? Doesn't matter. Boy yeah. or girl. Either way. I don't Barbara care. Barbara could be trans. Uh, my thought is. No matter what you do with Dick Grayson, he is sure about sex. He he's like, I guess. I think I've canonically bisexual Dick Grayson mm-hmm. okay. for me always. So boy or girl Babs, whatever works, whatever you're feeling in the moment. Trans Babs is also great. Yeah, like totally fair. Maybe maybe Babs was born Robert. Yeah, or was born Babs and decided to be Robert. Yeah. I'm into it either way. Oh, uh, you get ready to wrap it up? Yep, I think that's about it. Unless it's anybody has wonderful. any other hot takes. More female jerks Thanks with hearts very of much. gold. That's it. That's yes. what I want. Jason Todd as a girl that's would all be I great. Want. Just I like a jerk with a heart of gold. Honestly, yeah. I'm just all for more female jerks. Right. If y'all yes. aren't watching. So I like, um, I like the Marvel um, Cloak and Dagger show right now. And partly because Tandy is the worst. But I like seeing Tandy be the worst. Um, because she's interesting. Yeah. That's the worst. And she keeps making the same mistakes. Because Fair. she's Tandy. <laughs> Love it. All right. Cool. And that's Thank how it is sometimes. Thank you very much for letting us. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Hold Thanks for doing it. And uh, that'll, By the that'll way, be it. If anybody wants to cash in on any of these, please contact us directly. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and what did you think right. about Superman artwork? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Budget Dreams. And thank you to the Ladies Night crew for coming super prepared and having great ideas and sharing them with me and being willing to record them. It really means a lot to me as a longtime member that we were able to make that work and that you guys were willing to support me in that way. Uh, So I really appreciate it. And I had a lot of fun doing it and uh, really great ideas, stuff that I had not thought about. So I really appreciate uh, you guys taking the time and devoting our meeting to this adventure. And for more about Ladies Night, uh, you can check out their social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at GCC Ladies Night. Uh, So you can just search them through the same handle on all forms of media. And then also, if you are in the Chicagoland area, you're female, female identifying, non-binary, and you'd love to come and talk about comics in a safe space with a bunch of really cool, fun people, Uh, please feel free to check us out on the first Wednesday of every month from 6 to 8 at the Graham Crackers Comics in the South Loop. So uh, that's on Madison, and it is just, uh, it's downtown or loop depending on what they decide to do on their website. So come check us out, and we'd be happy to have you. We always welcome new folks. Uh, You can pop in a couple times and leave and come back. It's not super formal, so... 
and for interacting with me and to share your no budget dream or ask questions about the show uh, to be a guest on the show please feel free to contact us at no budget dreams pod on instagram no budget dreams on twitter and you can email me at no budget dreams pod at gmail.com uh, so that will wrap it up for this again this is no budget dreams and i'm kelsey nicole and thanks for coming on this journey with me